The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome back. I want to thank a uh, good conversation with Bobby Fong. It was or fun, as, wasn't it? It was fun, yeah. Jack, we can go to our next guest. Just... Uh, I know you're efforting to, to oh, oh, reach a guest, yeah, but it's all good. Jump ahead, Jack. I do want to thank. Uh, you know around. what I did this weekend? Scott? What is that? I went racing dirt bikes as you I have been where? doing. Where? Because I saw a couple posts. Yeah, and I went pictures. to very many complimentary things on the uh, social media about my racing. I was pretty pleased with myself. I've lost some 50, weight. Yeah, you're just shy of fifty pounds lost, dude. You look awesome. Thanks. And but it, I've been a supporter of, of yours since you were a little kid, so. Why would that surprise you? What's surprising is I was actually little at one point. <laughs> you <So>. were a kid. <laughs> Everybody's little when they're kids. I was, yeah, so. Uh, you never even had a mullet. I never had a mullet. I didn't either. Never had one. So there is some class left for both of us. We can look back on our childhood and go, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think there's any class for either one of us. I think oh, well, okay. Guilty by association, but with each other, so. Well. That was close. But it was a good time. I raced I raced a Husky 300. But what track were you at? What state were you in? Illinois. Prophetstown, okay. Illinois. It's, Prophetstown. Yeah, That's and it. it's and it really, you know, I'm I've somebody asked me, "How was the race? Did you it's all sand. It's yeah. got a motocross track in it. It's got um You don't like sand though, do you? No, I love sand. But it so it, it's it's a woods race. It's it was an hour and a half long. It was like an hour and 45 by the time we 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 got across the line, but um, any roots it wasn't too bad actually it did get a little rough but it was pretty good it was fun and um bill gussie put it on who puts on the I loose love bill gussie he's such a positive guy <laughs> yeah. i bark at him when i go through scoring he's standing there and he hits me in the head with a flag there it is yep so that's my buddy but it was a good time and it was part of the it's, iowa it's, series or whatever they call him Illinois. cowboy bill gussie is that his nickname? Cowboy I don't Bill? think what you what they call him you can say on the air. Not on the not on the podcast or radio program. Well, you can't you can't on the podcast, but not on the <laughs> not on the radio. All right, uh, our next guest, after finishing the 2018 GNCC series in 25th place in the XC2 250 Pro class, he's currently sitting fifth. Wow! Through the two rounds. Wow! This year, it's Tegan Temple. He joins us now. What's up, man? How are you? Good, good. How are you guys doing? We're hey, good. Thanks. I appreciate you jumping yeah. on a little early. A little I know. early, yeah. Yeah, no worries. You uh, talk about your season so far. I know it's only two races in, but um, you've been doing the Kenda Full Sprint Enduro Series as well in the Pro 2 class, right, and the GNCC. So talk about your program. Yeah, I, uh, you know, started out this year, uh, hit the National Enduros too, and uh, just really pumped on how it's going so far. Um, I didn't have expectations. Did we, did, did we lose him, Jack? Already? Okay. Um, and by the way, it's the XC2 250 Pro Class, right, Tony? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. that's what he's. That's what Tegan's. Uh, by the way, cool name, by the way, Tegan Temple. Tegan, are you in a bad spot? Maybe we can try to yeah. get you a little closer to the window or there something. There he is. I'm on the. I'm on the 
I'm on the road here. Okay, uh, very cool. And what state are you in, Tegan? Carolina right now. I just got done racing the alligator and heading north now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How was the alligator enduro? I, I'm bummed they're not doing it during bike week now because we aren't there to ride it. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was actually my first time racing it, and uh, it was uh, it was you know tough to read the trail with all the palmetto leaves, and right. you know with the palmetto roots, it was pretty gnarly. Uh, I mean, I had a good time. What minute were you on? I was on twenty three. So it should have been established by then, I would think. Yeah, yeah, there was just a lot of you know you'd be going down the main trails and you know hard left or hard right, and uh, you know there's a couple of places where we got turned around a little bit, but. You do wasn't, miss wasn't too bad. The, the the so the alligator enduro is is a pretty famous race that that they moved to the Daytona Bike Week and so a, you'd get a lot of pros to come down there and they actually would sell out and I don't know if they still do but they I was lucky enough to get there and race it and I think it was a connection through Wiseco because I worked for Wiseco and I we sponsored the event so they I think I shamed them into taking my money or something <laughs> but and I still paid but. Uh, How's the turnout? Do they do they sell out or is it is it huge still or? Um yeah, it was pretty big. Um I don't know the exact number, but um was it was, more than uh, six? <laughs> yeah, definitely more than six. Okay, good. I just want to try to round up to a number here. So the um that's a that's a race. Was that something you had planned on your schedule? Is something with your sponsors or something you just wanted to do? You said you've never done it before. Yeah, you know, um, I've always been struggling uh, with National Enduros, and uh, I did the first one, and I got third there, and figured I'd just keep the ball rolling, and ended up staying down. I wasn't actually planned on staying down, and, uh, you know, my boss let me get off work for the the week, so I stayed down, raced it, and then actually turned out real good. Ended up uh, winning Pro 2, and then fourth uh, overall, so that was that was my best finish so far. Nice. Bro. No, uh, no alligators? No, no, I didn't see any. Apparently, there was a big snake. I missed it, but oh. a, lot of, a lot of other guys ran it over. I got a story for you. We were at Chadwick. Okay, well, I can't really. It's a story I heard, but you ever ridden at Chadwick, Missouri? No. Nah, Mark Twain Forest. It's really technical, Rocky. We were there a couple weeks ago, and we were the the park, the camp ranger or whatever dude. He's from I. He's he's a local guy that winters down there and rides, and he's taking us on all the single track that you know the sneaky stuff that I don't know about it's not marked or anything and uh he, we stopped and he was telling us a story about how he said the snakes are starting to come out and he was telling a story about how the rattlesnakes are crossbreeding with the black snakes so there's no they're 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 poisonous supposedly but there's no warning they don't rattle or whatever and uh so the, these guys were riding and there was like a whole ball of them they were like babies or I don't know what they were doing, staying warm or something. And the, a guy roosted him, and it landed on the guy behind him and his handlebars on his number plate oh, or something. Man. Yeah, so the guy just ghost rides his bike, and the DNR end up coming in there. Excuse me. DNR end up coming in there and, like, collecting as many of them as they can in a sack and take them out of there. Buddy, I'm telling you, if I heard about a snake in Florida and I was racing, I'd either go really, really fast or I'd load up and go home because yeah. I'm scared yeah, I'm of snakes. Not a, I'm not a big fan of snakes either. And uh, actually, I think I saw a picture of it. I guess they must have killed it, but uh, I saw a couple different guys posting about it now. Well, what what about it, but, uh, what about coyotes and and other forms of wildlife? What are you fond uh, of? <laughs> uh, none. 
No. Okay. I guess All right. I like, I like dogs and cats. Dogs, I mean, cats, and eagles. I don't like dogs that much anymore. No? <laughs> I don't dislike them. I just well, don't want to deal you, with them. You lost your dog, and, and I understand it. It's it's a, it's a tough deal when you lose a And a, a cat. Your dog ate the cat? No, I lost a dog and a cat and a grandma and a dad and an, and an aunt all kind of the same oh, time. Yeah, no doubt, dude. You were hit and hit and hit and hammered. And then I got hammered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now hey, I'm good. Everybody now goes we're riding dirt that. bikes again, Tegan. Everything's good. There you go. Yeah. You know, Tegan, my mother died uh, about two weeks ago. Oh, that's terrible. Sorry yeah. to do that. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Why did bring <laughs> Just bringing that up. Anyway. So, Tegan... <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about you. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Just glad to be back racing. You know, had a tough uh, season last year. Just took a break and hung out, did some rides, hung out with family and friends. And, did it make you, you know? crave racing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's it. Definitely. Sometimes a break is good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it seemed to work for me. Made You know, made some changes this year, too, and uh, they seem to be working out. Do you, um, so. you do a lot of pedaling and spin classes, that kind of crap? Uh, I you know stationary bike at home. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania, so you know the winter's been been pretty rough. So just trying to do you know CrossFit kind of sure. Oh, CrossFit. And, yeah, not CrossFit, but that kind of you know high intensity sure kind of workout. You know. What were you? How did you react, or how did your body react? I guess you had already been racing maybe with the National Enduro, but did GNCC um, Palatka is always kind of hard on guys. I raced it in the morning race. Um. Let me rephrase it. I DNF the morning race. So, <laughs> um, you like that race? I, hey, hang on now. You you DNF the morning race? I didn't finish. Okay. Good. I did a belly flop at 40 mile an hour. Oh, I had a boy. little problem. Oh, but geez. Yeah. Out there by the start, you know where those tree roots, like one, a couple of them yeah. snuck up yeah, on the, me. And, the, the faster stuff's in there. Yeah. I hate it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, how'd you do? How'd you, how'd you fare? Um, I did pretty good. Um, I was, running up with the lead pack there and then actually ran into some brake problems i had to pull in and lost about a probably had to guess a minute or so and kind of lost that lead pack and then the rest of the day i was just kind of riding by myself it seemed like i think that place is so technical and so physical everybody was so spread out that i just kind of rode the whole day by myself really not not too exciting but sounds lonesome when you're racing like that do you prefer to have somebody to chase do you prefer to have somebody pushing you or do you yeah. like riding your own deal and just focusing on your hitting your lines and that kind of thing? No, Georgia was a different story. I was, you know, up in the, you know, the top three uh, most of the day, and that was awesome. We were going back and forth with uh, a couple different guys there, and that was that was a real fun race. I like that. Yeah. Battle. We had a race this weekend, and I was I was um, there was a time when you know I didn't get tired at all, which is bizarre for me, but. Cause I'm getting old, you know, I'm 41 and it was a sand race. It was, it was kind of whooped out and got rough, but there was times when there was, I wasn't lapping anyone. There was nobody immediately in front of me. And I, I kind of just got bored for a little while. And then I'd see somebody and he'd give me kind of a rabbit to chase, you know? And sometimes I think as racers, it's, it's better to have, you know, even just even yeah, if it's somebody that's roosting you, it's almost better to have somebody chasing you to, to chase rather than just out riding. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that's why I kind of always struggled in the uh, the national enduros because you know you're, you're passing some you know other lines ahead of you, but for the most part, you're riding by yourself all day. And that's, I think why I always struggled, and I always liked the GNCC style head to head, you know, a lot better. 
When there's motocross sections in the tracks, do you do you like that, or or do you like Crawfordsville, or, or what are your what are your strong suits? What do you like as a rider? Yeah, I uh, I ride mostly moto until I guess this past year. That was one of the things I changed. But you know, for the most part, I was always found on moto track riding moto. Um, there's not a whole lot of you know areas to ride trails uh, where I'm from, so we always end up at the moto track. You know, I like the big jumps and the whip and all that. So you're um you grew up racing motocross in other words? No, just just riding it. That was my main you know, I'd ride that and then go race hair scrambles on the weekends. But you know, I did a handful of motocrosses I did okay. It's just you'd be it seemed like you'd be there all day and you would ride, you know, a total of twenty, thirty minutes, you know, especially in the amateur classes and I like going to hair scrambles and Doros and like you'd ride all day. Yeah, you're you're there. You're gone twelve hours from the house, and you got yeah. forty minutes of riding in. Versus, you're yeah. gone six hours from the house, maybe, and you're whooped. You don't need to get back on the bike for a couple of days because exactly. you've got you plenty. Got your money for it. Yep. Um, so the the GNCC is is uh, three hours for you guys in the afternoon race with the pros. Um, yeah. How's that been? I mean, that's the only series other than an enduro, which you get breaks. You know, typically. Um, how does that, uh, fare for you? Do you, do you like, you know, you're doing sprint enduros. Do you, do you prefer the sprints or do you prefer the three hours or mm. are you partial I'm to not, one or the other? I'm not a huge fan of the three hour. You know, I definitely like Georgia. I was running up front, faded there towards the end, you know, still trying to work my way into race shape. But, uh, um, I like to, I like to head to head, uh, racing, but the sprint doors are definitely a blast. You you know those get cool how you get so close on time. I mean we're all usually within a couple seconds from you know first to first to fifth is usually all within three or four seconds. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it, it is crazy cool that too. after three hours you guys are that close. Yeah. Oh yeah. At the same time you're racing the same track, right? I mean same track equipment is similar, not yeah, the same. Yeah, man, this if you if you went and rode a GNCC or even watched one in person and you right. watched these guys how fast they're blitzing through the woods. Right. And the stuff that that changes every lap or many times in a lap, you know, different guys have different, you know, and there's multiple different lines that you guys take and because it's a GNCC, that's the nature of it. It's wide, and, and a lot of times the ATVs will race, you know, on the same same course and, and that kind of thing. And um, it's it is really impressive that you guys can somehow um, maintain maintain that that such little distance in between each other. Do you wear a heart monitor when you race? We were talking about this last week with uh, Stu or somebody, or maybe a couple weeks ago, about how they, his heart rate's like two hundred for three hours, which is unreal. Yeah, that's one thing I really haven't gotten into is the the heart rate side of things. I, I had a strap for a little bit, but you know, I was reading it. I didn't really know much about it, just how to you know track and see where it was. Didn't, didn't do a lot for me, so I kind of got away from that. What kind of bike are you riding? A uh, KTM 250 XC 19. Yeah, the uh, two stroke, four stroke. Uh, two stroke. Yeah, that was one of the changes I did for this year. Went back to the two-stroke and really liking it take less energy you find to ride uh, some of the more technical stuff on a two-stroke or do you um the biggest thing off the bat was uh the stars I think last year i was pretty much last off the line in every event and, uh, that was you know that was really frustrating and just having a two-stroke 
being up front in the lead pack and being able to hang up there is uh, another thing. And the power, I think, uh, you know, compared to a stock 250 four-stroke is, you know, is a lot more. But you got these guys, you know, souping up the 250s. And I think it's just more competitive, you know, at a stock stock level definitely cheaper to maintain for like oh, top yeah. ends and that kind of thing do you uh are you running the tpi or the or the carburetor model uh the carburetor model uh, the the key and carb on it yep that's just you know just that's just what i'm used to and know how to jet you know I've tony, had with that in the past. tony sometimes you talk over our listeners heads so the tpi is what okay so tpi is like basically it's called transfer port injection it's like a a, a fuel injected okay. two-stroke it's okay. new technology from ktm and husqvarna which is a shared engine. is it becoming an industry standard not yet and they've had some issue they've had their their share of issues with tpi and and maybe tegan has some experience with that or not i don't know but um i just got a husky 300 Ooh. and and i did the exact i never thought i'd hear you say that i know but i just i wanted a legit woods bike and a two-stroke again so i mean i've got my rm 250s and they're just they're just old and now they're they're more nostalgic cool to ride than they are to go three hours from home or more and and hope the thing doesn't break so um i got me at the husky 300 over edwards motorsports and uh council bluffs and they treated me great on it and uh and you, I did the exact same thing you did, Tegan. I put the key and carburetor on it, took the Makuni off. Um, <clears throat> I just actually broke some reeds, and it's a new bike. I mean, it's fairly new by my standards, anyway. The thing's like it looks like brand new bike, and I haven't ridden it that much because, like you, the winter was brutal. And when I went south, I didn't take that bike. I went and rode motocross. And um, so Saturday, I was just I was just riding it, and the uh, I sucked the reeds completely into the engine, the inside wow. reeds, and they're oh, and they're they're come carbon fiber. So I don't know if you've had any experience with that or not, but I I changed it for the uh, the uh, uh, V Force reeds and okay. uh, Moto Tasserini, and they actually if I can tell the difference, the bike's snappier. I really like it. It's uh, I'm on the 300, not the 250, but um, yeah. I, have you have you had any issues with that? No, you know. All growing up racing two strokes, I don't think I've ever really replaced reeds. And I've heard of other people having problems. So I've I've never really had anything happen to mine. Yeah. Well, but, uh, I, I did hope put, you don't. Uh, I did put a different head on mine. Did that too, and that seemed to put the SX head on mine. Get a really give a little bit more power. Huh. Interesting. And so, um, and so Scott talking about that the the husk of and the ktm everybody knows this that they're owned by the same company and right they uh one's white and one's orange but they smell a lot like the same bike really mine's got uh, a linkage on it well I, we've actually talked about that right i mean yeah we've talked about it a bunch but yours does not have a linkage does it yeah mine does yep oh it does okay so you're riding yep. the basically the same bike i am it's just yeah yep Yep. Only faster. <clears throat> he only he's riding it a lot faster. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't ridden with him, but uh <laughs> Hey Tegan, up against the clock. Who do you want to thank, man? Sponsors? Anybody you want to give a shout out to? Uh yes, uh JDP uh suspension, Jay and Clay there, and then Ride On Moto KTM, John Ruins, everybody working there. Uh Traction MX and uh five six oh graphics. Well, partner, you've been a tremendous guest. We appreciate it. I hope you come back. And uh, we were going to play a, uh, 
a special song for you, Georgia, but uh, apparently it's nowhere available online, even though it is one of the most popular songs that Ray Charles ever did, and it's no longer available on the internet. Um, it's, it's really strange. It's, it's, uh, I think there's a conspiracy thing going on. Anyway, uh, Tegan, uh, good talk with you, brother. Uh, keep us posted on what's going on. We'll have you on anytime. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right, good. buddy. Best of your, your folks. Okay. We'll do. There we go. Um, originally had Evan Smith scheduled for this hour, but, uh, having some issues in, uh, connecting up with Evan, uh, we will, uh, look to rebook him. Coming up next hour, Brandon Robinson, Jake Johnson, and a very special uh, interview as well that uh, Jack is going to be surprising us with. And it's, I believe Leanne DeLeon, the executive producer of our online version, uh, has selected the interview. So that's that's something to look forward to. Yeah. And um, we'll have more on the Mueller report as well. <laughs> no, we won't. Anyway, stick around. Back after this. Leslie Porterfield from the High Five Cycle. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 